From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Tuesday, January 19th. I'm Sarah Wright. The Ukiah Unified School District, the largest in the county, met last week for an update on distance learning and the governor's not-yet-finalized proposal to partially reopen schools by mid-February. The California Safe Schools for All plan is an incentive program that would give schools grants to bring kids back into the classroom. In a letter signed by 16 local doctors to Mendocino County leaders and representatives laid out in stark terms how detrimental distance learning has been for children, citing widening disparities in academic success, and more and more kids suffering from isolation, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, obesity, and diabetes, as well as an addiction to screens, social media, and gaming. The letter's signers include Dr. Drew Colfax of the regular coronavirus update and Dr. Mark Luato, the county's EMS medical director. It closes with the unambiguous exhortation that getting children back to in-person school now is essential. Enrollment in the district is down slightly and could go down further if Sunnell Valley Academy, a charter school in Hopland, opens next year. The majority of students in the district have seen a decline in their academic assessments, with only about a third of them meeting proficiency levels in most areas. Most of the district's 800 employees received their first round of the COVID vaccine during events at the Ukiah Valley Conference Center on January 12th and 15th. Assemblymember Jim Wood, who is also a forensic dentist, participated in giving some of the shots. In other vaccination news, the county reports that public health has vaccinated 5,970 people over the age of 18. That's not counting those who have been immunized through hospitals, pharmacies, or the Indian health centers, which get their supplies through other channels in the state and federal government. According to a county press release, the approximately 1,200 people who came to the vaccination event at the Redwood Empire Fairgrounds on January 13th, many of them senior citizens who waited in a light rain for hours, have been vaccinated or scheduled for their first shot. Those who received their first dose of the Pfizer vaccine on December 30th or 31st can receive their second shot on Thursday, January 21st between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. at the Redwood Empire Fairgrounds in Ukiah. You'll need your ID and the vaccine card you got with your first shot. Vaccines don't play into the safety plan that schools must have if the governor's proposal to reopen passes, but they could make it safer. UUSD Chief Business Officer Steve Berrickman gave the trustees a few key details of the Safe Schools for All plan. Now, again, this is just a proposal. The legislature has not acted upon this yet, and we have lots of questions about what this means for us. But the, the goal is, as I said, to get TK through second grade students and other vulnerable students, meaning all of our other unduplicated pupil counts, uh, which is roughly 80% of our students, they want us to get those kids back on campuses by February 16th. Then we would have to add in grades three through six by March 16th. To do this, we have to have a couple things approved. We have to have a uh, a safety plan for dealing with the pandemic approved by county public health and possibly also a state agency. And we must have agreements in place with both bargaining units. Trustee Megan Van Sant asked a clarifying question before Superintendent Deb Cuban said yes. With 80% of students in the district qualifying for free or reduced price lunches, most of them are in a vulnerable category. If you did that in practice, it would mean students that were not English language learners and not lower socioeconomic status would be expected to stay home and the other students would go to school. A little bit odd. Okay. It's, Any that's comments probably there? Why, probably why there's some lawsuits already. Yeah. 
okay. the proposal. Yeah. It, there's okay. been a lawsuit filed over it because it takes Prop 98 funding and uh, and allocates it differently than it's supposed to be allocated. So, um, but yes, for us, that would be bizarre because most of our students fall into that category. And for our secondary students, it would mean that, you know, 20% of them would not be allowed to come on campus for in-person learning. Enrollments throughout the Ukiah area, including public, private, and charter schools, are down 1.9%, or 138 students. Van Sant asked Berrickman why he thought that was. Is the sense that these students don't live in the area anymore, or they're just not going to school? We're just, we don't really know. A lot of the loss is TK and K and 1, and so we think a lot of kids maybe just stayed home this year. The assessments for students were done online remotely this year, which is different from how they've been administered in the past. Assessments are done three times a year, and typically there's a decline from the beginning to the middle of the year. This year, though, the decline was slightly larger than it has been previously. But proficiency rates were not high to begin with. The brightest spot was 10th grade English language arts, which increased from 48% in the first assessment to 50% proficiency most recently. Second grade fell sharpest from 39 to 31% proficiency in language arts and 39 to 32% proficiency in math. In-person activities continue, with 48 students out of the district 6,000 or so participating in learning pods. The pods consist of 14 students and two adults and have not had any COVID outbreaks. The health order allows in-person instruction for English language learners, technology hubs, and special education. Assistant Superintendent Katie Summers said a new pod is in the making. We will also be starting a learning pod at Grace Hudson on January 20th. So we're really excited about that. Um, getting some more students um, that need more support during uh, distance learning. 70 students are also enrolled in in-person after-school activities having to do with sports, science, arts, and tutoring. Van Sant said for her, three factors were pointing toward reopening to in-person instruction soon. Grim statistics about the impacts of learning loss, including psychiatric emergencies in young children, and health impacts like childhood diabetes, which are lifelong. And then the third factor we have is this incredible opportunity to get our teachers vaccinated and our school staff vaccinated. So for me, all those three things are happening at the same time, which is like, you know, the universe speaking to us that it is really time for school to start reopening again. And I am so hopeful. And I'll just say, I flat out expect that we're going to be opening in February, you know, by February 15th. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.